Hey guys, just wanted to jump in before the episode and say, um, super happy about this episode. This episode was really good. Um, and it's not to come at anybody any type of way. It's just me and Courtney expressing our opinions about what we see in the spiritual community. Um, just take it as that. Don't, it's not anything personal. It's not anything like that. It's just an opinion and that's what we should leave it as. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. It's a really good one. We talk about a lot of stuff that, um, I've been thinking about recently, especially in spirituality. Um, we bring up witch talk, we bring up close practices, we bring up all kinds of different stuff. Um, and just like discernment is definitely key in this episode. Um, and it's key throughout this entire podcast. So if y'all are, if y'all have been here since day one, y'all are amazing. And thank you so much. Um, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hi everyone, my name is Courtney. And my name is Kimberly. And welcome to Tea at the Crossroads. (laughs) Today we're going to be talking about wokeness and maybe a little bit of social justice because that's what I'm kind of thinking about is how that ties into magical practices and how we can implement that into our spirituality and yeah that kind of topic I'm excited I am too so like what's the first thing that like comes to your mind when you think about wokeness especially with how it relates to spirituality um my what I've been thinking about recently is kind of how um, I've noticed that some white practitioners are like consider everything closed because they don't want to like look more into it and they just like oh well like you have to be initiated into this or or something like you know kind of along Mm -hmm. those lines and they're just like oh well I don't want to do that so that must be a closed practice that's what I've been thinking about recently. And I just, I feel like people, whenever it comes to close practices, they hear on the internet or they read somewhere that either a part of it is close to initiates or Mm -hmm. um, something else. And then they just like, don't go any further than that. They just stop right there and it's a close practice so I can't do anything about it right yeah that's really good also like what I think about when you say that is I like what you said about kind of gatekeeping it's almost like they're gatekeeping for a community that isn't theirs like if you ask somebody who's maybe in that practice they'll give you an explanation of why it's closed or maybe why it's open actually Mm -hmm. so I think it's like really easy to jump to conclusions and like we become the gatekeepers of a culture that is like not even our own oh yeah that's definitely something that i've noticed and also gatekeeping it like i am a i have in the past like 
been that person that's like well that's a close practice like you should yeah be, guilty you shouldn't <laughs> you, you know you shouldn't be like trying to do that kind of stuff but it's like if if you've done your research and you have you know a very good grasp on the knowledge and something that is maybe considered a close practice but you've done more research and noticed that you know some of it may not be and you want to take some of those and implement them into your craft like Mm -hmm. go go ahead you know yeah and I think everybody has their own relationship with a different path and it's like like you said you can take things that maybe aren't necessarily closed and still implement them into your practice while being respectful and I also think it's for me my thing is talking to people who are actually in that practice instead of just like like you said going online and just like looking at the first thing that you see actually talking to people and being like so is this okay is that okay like just like have a genuine interest in knowing like what is the reason behind why some things might be closed and why some things might be open and Mm -hmm. just understanding like the background like whenever i think of closed practices my first immediate thought is like atr kind Mm -hmm. of you know those traditional religions that are based on ancestral veneration and it's like if you don't have the answer if you don't have the ancestry line to venerate why are you practicing it yeah of course like there's those like few and far between that have those ties to that ancestry and they feel drawn to those practices so they of course like get initiated and go through the processes of you know doing that kind of thing but Mm -hmm. it's like if you don't have the ancestry or like the ties to it but you feel like you need you you feel very drawn to this path you know look more into it and see if there's somebody that's willing to teach you or if there's like any kind of way that you could possibly get into that kind of space of spirituality yes that's so good also like i think most people like so i've been in a lot of circles where um you know they teach hoodoo or voodoo and i used to come from that background and I know a lot of people are genuinely willing to teach people who are not um, African-American or Black and they're able to like say like, hey, if you want me to teach you, I would rather you come to me and like ask and I can like show you something rather than you going online and looking up like a hoodoo spell and like culturally appropriating in that way. It's like most people are genuinely open to having conversations and so just because a practice is maybe closed on the surface doesn't mean that you can't still learn from it and connect with practitioners and um yeah be taught by them because i'm not initiated into voodoo or ifa which is another african traditional religion practice um yet i've learned so much about it even though it's closed because i've been willing to have those conversations with people yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i I, and for me it's like i live you know six hours away from new orleans yeah and i could very well just like drive out there and go find somebody but it's like i don't personally feel very drawn to it to where Mm -hmm. i have the need to go and find a voodoo priestess um who has been doing this for 20 30 Mm -hmm. years 
to teach me. I just, I like to know like about it, especially because I'm very open to all kinds of spiritual practices, whether it be ATR to, you know, Welsh folklore. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Another thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately is cultural appropriation, because that word has been thrown around so Uh, much. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What are your, like, thoughts on it? Like, what is your initial reaction to that as well? My initial reaction is that it's... uh, If... I feel like whenever people call other people out for being, for like cultural appropriating, it's because they only see like the surface. Because you never know, like maybe this person is initiated in these practices and like is fully functional and like able to practice these things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, especially with this day and age and like, oh my gosh, cancel culture is another thing that is awful right now but I've noticed that people just throw that word out I feel like people nowadays don't really understand the full definition of cultural appropriation yeah yeah like I I feel the same way I think that it's it becomes yeah directly tied to cult to to cancel culture where it's almost like this easy target where you can just say oh i don't like what you're doing so it's cultural appropriation i think it turns into that sometimes where it's like i don't understand why you're doing what you're doing or i don't like what you're doing therefore i'm going to tie it into this like broader scope of this is cultural appropriation when really that person like you said could have like ties to you know some sort of culture that they're um connected to and it like i was scrolling through tiktok the other day and this girl she she's mixed and to me she very obviously like looked mixed but she's like light skin and she had dreads and people were like that's cultural appropriation blah 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 she was like first of all i'm black second of all (laughs) mind your business yeah and it's like yeah it's just it's kind of crazy oh yeah i like it I feel like people nowadays take things at, like, face value. Mm-hmm. And whenever it comes to spirituality and and witchcraft and all the different kind of religions, why are you, in, why are you like, even thinking about doing this kind of stuff if you're not going to look more into it, you know? Yeah. I, and it's just, like... I don't know, because I hate throwing around the word like cultural appropriation whenever it comes to people's craft, because I don't I don't personally know, you know, mm-hmm. and especially on the Internet. Like if I see somebody doing like a honey jar, I don't know if they're actually initiated in, into mm-hmm. ATR or something like that. So, like, I don't usually comment on that kind of stuff. But like whenever people are getting attacked constantly because of quote-unquote cultural appropriation it's like where do you where do you draw the line whenever it comes to cultural appropriation and spirituality you know yeah um i was just thinking of something and it completely (laughs) completely skipped my mind but what i was gonna say is it's also like there's a lot of blurred lines between cultures where like you were just talking about like a honey jar and they're like that's mostly associated with like hoodoo 
But there are also other cultures who have spell jars and who use the same exact methods because magic, that's how it works. It's so yeah. fluid and so many cultures have the same things. And so like you said, somebody may be doing something that looks like it's hoodoo or looks like it's voodoo, but it's Celtic or it's like Native American or it's something that's unique to their practice. And so, yeah, like you said, face value is so, it's so deceptive and it's like you can't trust what you see and just use that as evidence for canceling somebody or trying to call somebody out yeah i i just i feel like whenever people start doing like start throwing around that word it to me it just feels dirty it's like a dirty word Mm -hmm. because you i just don't like that people take things at face value (laughs) i think that's my problem with like wokeness in the spiritual community um nowadays yeah i think my problem with it is like sometimes it comes across really like egotistical and like holier than thou like i know more than you or i'm a better practitioner than you and like blah 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 i'm gonna hold this over you because my practice is more pure and it's more woke and it's like okay oh yeah and i definitely (laughs) feel like it comes from like a white savior complex to be it honest. does for sure for sure and i just it's just it just is not it does not vibe with me no like i mean of course like whenever i started practicing i was very much like you can't do that like you're you're obviously white like why are you practicing that but then it's like you have to take a step back and think you don't know where they are in their practice. This is also like a person on the internet. They don't have the, they don't have to share their practice with you. They don't have to tell you anything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I feel like that is another thing that kind of ties into wokeness for me is like people on the internet feel entitled to know everything about somebody. Yes. That's a good one. For sure. Yeah. It's like people think that they're owed something just because somebody shows up and has a platform. And it's like, you don't have to know all the details about what's happening in somebody's path or their practice, especially with spirituality. Like, it's such an intimate thing. Oh, yeah. That it's like, you don't have to show all of that. And a lot of people don't show all of that. And so when we're seeing somebody's spiritual path, we're only seeing like a fraction of it. Exactly. We're only seeing what they want to show. Mm-hmm. Like there, yeah. there, could, there could be so much, so much more. If I feel like spirituality on the internet is very much an iceberg, because mm-hmm. I have also been saying those thrown around a lot recently is like those iceberg um, kind of, I don't know what to call them, but it's like a picture of an iceberg, and then it has like the layers of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like that's very much what is spirituality on the internet it's an iceberg it's like people only want to show what they want they're not going to show you everything yeah that's so true it's like yeah it's just like with any other like social media stuff like we post our best pictures not the ones that came out looking like ugly and same thing with our spirituality like with our 
our spell work our rituals like when i was posting all of my spell work i was posting the things that came out good that oh, looks yeah. pretty i was like here the look things at that this. were like very aesthetic yeah don't look at the messy work because you know there's there's a lot of that right and we don't want to always show like the messy parts or the boring parts for practice and yeah. but the boring parts are the ones that are usually like the most exciting yeah and it shows like how much we're devoted and dedicated like all of the boring research that i've done and like the journals that i have you know it wouldn't really make for any like pretty content but it's a lot of the work that i did and it's also what shows like the fact that i am devoted to what i do yeah and i feel like that's another thing that internet spirituality has become Mm -hmm. it's become like an aesthetic thing yeah Mm-hmm. which like I'm okay with that like if, if that's what you want to post girl like go ahead but like there's only so much that you can post before somebody is like okay are you really like doing this to be mm-hmm. like spiritually inept or not inept um, spiritually inclined or are you doing this to get likes on a picture yeah that's that's so funny you say that because it reminds me of like almost I'm obviously thinking of witch talk right now but it's coming it's <laughs> become this like popularity contest where it's like we equate whoever has the most followers and whoever has the most like views and likes and stuff like that then they're the most experienced when a lot of the time that's like not true especially on witch talk and so there are oh all of God. these like impressionable people following these people because they have thousands of followers when really like I said they're posting the best things that they have when really the rest of their practice is probably super shallow. Oh, yeah. That's why, like, whenever I... Because I absolutely cannot stand Twitch talk. Because <laughs> they turn, they take something and they run with it. <laughs> and they will run it into the ground. And it's like... Absolutely. <laughs> like, the whole Moldavite thing. That was irritating. Oh my gosh. I can't tell you how many friends I had who started texting me about Moldavite. They were like, Courtney, I need Moldavite. I was like, what is going on right now? I was like, what's happening? (laughs) Uh, The other day, my mother was like, have you, do you know anything about Moldavite? And I said, yes, you do not need that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's like, witch talk is crazy. Oh, yeah. And witch talk is the worst about like throwing cultural appropriation around and like all that other stuff mm-hmm. again and a lot of it's for the clout right it's yeah, just, yeah. Ugh, I just ugh, like I and the other and it all to me it all ties back to like new age spirituality mm-hmm. like if I'm if I'm being honest because people start getting into it because you know like the crystals and the cute aesthetic little spell jars and all this other stuff and then whenever they start seeing like people post other stuff they're like oh well that's not what I do so that can't be right yeah like love and light witchcraft like guess what there's a whole other side to it maybe (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness I like I can't stand the whole love and light thing it's so gross and overly positive Mm-hmm. Like, yeah like I, lo- I like a little bit of it like we need oh, yeah. it but we also need to explore the other things oh yeah like the other the other side of it is there for a reason mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's not just all like love and light don't think about the negative because then you're gonna draw it to you uh, 
Yeah, that's another kind of, I guess, woke culture thing is like shaming people who do the darker arts. Like I've seen a lot of that recently where people are like, oh, this, like, I feel like there's this push to make witchcraft super love and light where people don't even want to associate with the other kinds of witchcraft where they're like oh no 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 I don't do that witchcraft like I don't do dark stuff I only do this and it's like yes that's cool all of that white light but also there are people who have for generations been doing what some people call black magic in quotation marks even that has really negative connotation but yeah yeah and that's another thing like I don't I don't know how you feel about it but I, I get where they were coming from whenever they said, like, black magic is kind of, like, a little racist. Because, like, mm-hmm. whenever, in, in back in that day and age, you know, they it was usually black magic was ATR. It was usually, like, yeah. voodoo and hoodoo and brujaria and, you know, kind of indigenous practices. And that's what they usually associated, like, black magic with. But I feel like when it comes to spirituality, we shouldn't just be looking at in the past, you know? It's like we should be adapting those kind of practices and and, um, philosophies into this day and age and kind of reform it to better suit... um, better suit the, like the the time period that we're in because there mm-hmm. is validity to you know Alistair Crowley oh, I hate that name I like Alistair Crowley <laughs> he is an awful human being he is literally the worst person I have yeah. ever read about but he he made some like groundbreaking philosophies whenever he mm-hmm. was in his prime you know and yeah. people look like see Aleister Crowley as like this awful, gross human being, and so like everything that he stood for and all of the practices that he made, like brought to existence, are obviously also gross and and not of this. Not um, what? Do you, how do you say it? Not. I think very, I get like, what you're saying. Yeah. Not very like. Uh, politically correct in this mm-hmm. age, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, interesting that you say that, because I, I agree. I think we need to, like, reclaim some of those things that have been really distorted, but have some sort of value in them, like things that Alistair Crowley shared. Like, yeah, he's an awful person. <laughs> cannot cannot advocate for him. However, no. like, like you said, like, he does have he had some really good thoughts and I think that we can reclaim that like you said in these modern times and I think that I wish we thought more philosophically about spirituality now because I feel like it's gotten really watered down and it's yeah I think we I think we could really benefit from looking back at what other people learned and like we said applying that to what we have now yeah I it's like when um I I think it was on Rich Talk I've been on there for weeks now and I'm trying to get off so bad <laughs> because all the, there's like drama and everything and I'm like I don't want to I don't even want to be a part of that because I and if I get into it then I'm going to spend days just obsessing over it and I don't I don't have time for that and I don't want to put my energy into that yeah 
but it's like um the Norse pagans they were like yeah most of our most of these symbols and these um glyphs are usually associated with Nazis but mm-hmm. not all of us are Nazis and we're gonna reclaim that because it sh- that's not what it's meant for you know yeah yeah and I don't think that there's anything wrong with reclamation like you obviously have to tread carefully but I mean I don't see it's like throwing away the baby with the bathwater, and it's like I don't think we need to do that I think that we can find ways to reinvent and to recycle and to yeah use what's there uh, definitely and like I'm all about you know coming up with new philosophies and new practices and ideas to be thrown around but we can't just dismiss everything that was before this mm-hmm. like everything that was before this this age it's like you know there's uh, we have to start somewhere and it's obviously going to be in the past because mm-hmm. we can't start with the future we can't start with right here now if we don't know like how we got here yeah and i feel like if there's so much evidence that our ancestors knew so much more than we did about spirituality like they were so much closer to nature they literally were forced to live in it and to survive and to to rely on their spirituality for survival and like this is where we had all of these myths born and like Mm -hmm. clearly they were tuned into something that we have become disconnected from and so in order to return to that we have to look back at the old and we have to reconnect to that in some way in order to move forward and so I feel like we lose some of that when we focus on on making spirituality super cultural and modern and yeah yeah I just I feel like we need to do some reevaluating whenever it comes to um current situations in the spiritual community mm-hmm. because I just uh, it's so toxic on the internet and it's like I want to be able to talk about these kinds of things with other people but I don't know like how they're going to feel about it and it that's like a scary thing to me because I don't like to step on I don't like to like step on people's toes whenever it comes to that yeah. kind of thing because like how are you going to tell somebody like their practice is invalid whenever do we, any of us really know what we're doing no <laughs> mm-hmm. we're just taking it like day by day yeah that's that's so true and i feel like people feel scared to talk about things now because they're scared that they're going to be like wrong or that they're going to cancel if they like share about mm-hmm. something that maybe is controversial or something that they have questions about you're so right yeah how people can feel shamed into like silence yeah and it's like not like i'm so passionate about this and i would definitely consider like making this a business but Mm -hmm. i just i don't want to do it because i don't want one cancel culture is awful yeah two i use i like take different concepts from different paths and practices and like I kind of implement them into my practice. Of course, like nothing that I shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. But you know, like I I dabble in a little of everything. And it's like <clears throat> I'm a white person as far as I know. Like <laughs> I'm of course haven't done like an ancestry mm-hmm. test or anything. And so it's like I can't be 
promoting myself as like this eclectic witch that takes from different practices and then somebody sees that I'm you know promoting something from Buddhism or Mm -hmm. like from uh, like kind of indigenous cultures and then all of a sudden I'm getting cancelled and that is my worst fear (laughs) yes especially since it's like everybody makes mistakes like seriously everyone will make a mistake at some point in their spiritual path like you will accidentally step on somebody's toes you will accidentally cross a boundary that you're not supposed to i've done it and it's just like it sucks that people can't make mistakes without like ruining their entire spiritual career it's like seriously let people live yes i just wokeness is is also like a dirty word to me because it's like Mm -hmm. whenever people start throwing around the word like oh I'm woke I know what I'm talking about yeah Um, like I'm like whenever I associate wokeness I associate it with like social justice warriors because Mm -hmm. they are very like advocate for things that they only know like a little bit about you know and it's like, yeah. whenever it comes to, like, social justice and, you know, standing up for other people, including, like, yourself, you should probably know, like, a little more about what you're standing up for instead of, you know, what people tell you on the internet. Yes, honestly, it gets a little cultish sometimes. It's oh. like people just are repeating everything that they're hearing and then they're just like yelling at people about something that they heard on Twitter and I'm like do you even know what you're talking about? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. I it, it yeah. <laughs> that literally resonated so hard. It <laughs> spirituality and the current form that it's in is very culty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and you- it's like everybody moves in this like herd. It's like if one person starts jumping on this person, it's like you know that a hundred people are going to follow. And oh, it yeah. Just, yeah. And uh, I just, I, herd mentality is just, it feels like it's getting worse. Mm-hmm. It feels like nobody is thinking for themselves and like using their critical thinking skills. It's like, well, <laughs> why did, why did, you get bestowed with a critical thinking skill if you're not going to use it. <laughs> like, you I have a it. brain, use it to process information. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I've had to, like, I, I definitely was guilty of falling into that, like, at one point where I was, like, and I had to stop myself because I was just repeating all of these things that I was, like, do I even actually know what I'm talking about or am I just doing this to like sound good and like boost my own ego and like feel validated and then I was like oh (laughs) I should probably look up whatever it is that I'm talking about exactly and I am I am I have fallen victim to that so many times especially with because one of my um like friends friends that I hang out with on a daily basis he's a witch and he practices and all this other stuff and he brought up the fact that, you know, he feels like deities shouldn't be closed, like a closed practice. Like there's certain deities that are mm-hmm. labeled as like a closed practice, but he feels like they're they like deities shouldn't be because who, why would a deity like not want your offering, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking, like, wait, now that that like kind of makes sense. <laughs> like, yeah, if if they are, if like these deities and higher entities are surviving off of like these offerings and and the energy that we give to them, like, why are they going to turn it down? Because you're not initiated into like a practice, you know? Yeah. I mean, of course, like there's certain rituals and certain spell work that you can't do because you're not initiated into that practice with them but like you can give them an offering it's that's like Mm -hmm. to me at least like i am not a big person of like dipping my toes into close practices that i know i shouldn't be but like if i feel like i want to call upon somebody to like come bring something into my life like i'm gonna leave them an offering yeah yeah and i might also like i was actually thinking about that earlier is like another thing is if a deity comes to you or if a spirit comes to you from a practice that is quote unquote closed Mm -hmm. like who am i to tell you that that deity didn't come to you like i I, she may have like i can't say like she's a god she can do whatever she wants to right like like if that's if that's a genuine like encounter that somebody has where they have an encounter with the deity and they feel pulled you know who am i to say that you can't honor that or like answer that call um of course you know like be careful and you know discern but i mean there are no boundaries yeah um in the spirit world that 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 we can control or dictate so we never know what's going to happen and you know what else i've been thinking about recently i've been Mm -hmm. thinking about how um we've been or i say we as like a community we've been putting human morals on gods and goddesses and spirits that don't like we're never human to begin with and so they have no concept of like human morality but we like give them these personifications of like humans and where they're but they're not you know Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah that's really good and like dictating yeah just like dictating what a god or goddess can or cannot do based off of like our feelings and our opinions on them mm-hmm. versus something that I I'm pretty big on is myth and honoring myth and honoring the writings of the people who first worked with that deity and I'm always like if if your experience with that deity is completely contradictory or your opinion of that deity is completely contradictory to everything that's been written in history and in experience with that deity then something's probably off yeah um yeah or you're just projecting something because i feel like yeah i don't know i feel like we have a tendency to make our own kind of images out of these deities oh yeah that's something that i've also noticed because of course like deities are like patrons and patronesses are gonna pop in and be like how are you doing like are you doing okay Mm -hmm. but like these people that are just worshiping deities willy-nilly and yeah they're like having full-blown conversations with them like they were their best friend it's like Mm -hmm. i don't think that's how that works yeah like deity work is fun like i've never like i've totally had those experiences where it is like conversational but it's also like you're talking to a deity exactly (laughs) like i'm no 
not gonna talk to them like they're my sister like because that's just not that's not it yeah <laughs> that's kind of disrespectful <laughs> don't do that yeah <laughs> it's just not the moves not trying to um, call up a deity just to chit chit chat about my my ex-boyfriend or something yeah just to have a, <laughs> just to have a little girl's night no, <laughs> no i don't think that's how that works girl <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely, like, that thin, that thin boundary for sure. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's also, it, all of it just ties back to, like, the blurred lines that is spirituality. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there's a lot of different, like, nobody knows where one culture, like, started. I mean, of course, like, that yeah. one. But, like, <laughs> that's another, that's <laughs> a whole other episode that we'll talk about. Um, But it's, like there's overlapping concepts whenever it comes to especially in Egyptian and Greek mythologies like mm-hmm. there are certain deities that overlap with other ones and there's myths that overlap and it's like well clearly like somebody was taking something from somewhere and just like yeah. running with it you know like creating their own thing and like especially in eastern cultures like um that whole like enlightenment philosophy whenever it comes to like Taoism and Mm -hmm. and Buddhism and it's like there's overlapping things in different cultures of course there's like some things that were specifically like created in that culture and in that form of spirituality Yeah, but it's like who are we to tell people that like oh well that's a part of that like you shouldn't be doing that Mm -hmm. yeah it's all so similar it's so similar and it's because like you said yeah like a lot of it comes from the same places cough cough babylon a lot of (laughs) a lot of things like literally they all stem from this this one place and it just kind of changed and evolved into unique and individual cultures but a lot of it is very similar like if you look at celtic mythology um i actually did like a whole comparative study on like elemental spirits in different cultures and a lot of the stories are exactly the same like stories in africa are the same as the stories about elemental spirits in celtic mythology it's crazy how much of it overlaps and so yeah yeah i it's and it's like just because certain things are connected to or like mainly connected to different like closed practices Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that there's not some other kind of form out there that isn't is a part of an open practice you know yeah that's so good and Mm -hmm. i just wokeness i just don't like it (laughs) (laughs) I was just about to say that where it's like in a way depending on how you think about spirituality we're all kind of honoring the same thing Mm -hmm. like we're it's so interconnected that you can still honor like if you resonate with like Oshun and her spirit but you're not um, African American or you're not African then you can connect to Oshun's energy in a different way like you can honor her through like embodying the solar energy or surrounding yourself in gold or just doing things that resonate with you and that remind you of her spirit without directly engaging in her so there are always like ways to embody that and ways to work with 
the energy or the archetype that inspires you. So, yeah, there's always ways to, to work around things. Oh, yeah. And it's like... And I, another thing that I've noticed is that usually white people don't realize that we do have like a culture <laughs> like yeah every, like everybody's everybody thinks that you know white people just like stole all their like culture and like knowledge from other people and i'm like no uh the vikings <laughs> the vikings the norse mm-hmm. people the welsh you know the irish they're all white and they started where they are yeah like literally everybody has a culture yeah. <laughs> like I think and I think it's so nice to be able to connect with that culture and like I think people yeah and I think it almost turns into this how do I say this almost like a fetishization of what people think is exotic so things like Native American culture uh-huh. or like voodoo or sometimes even Hinduism where it's like they see this as like this other kind of category that's like glamorous and mysterious and they're like oh I want to be a part of that just because it's like almost that forbidden apple Mm -hmm. but it's also like you have like that too you have a really rich and like deep and like entrancing history of your own like your bloodline is also really powerful like we all come from a really powerful place and so sometimes it's like we want to be everything except what we are uh, listen that if nothing resonated with me in this episode, <laughs> that most certainly did. Because I, whenever I started in my practice, I was like, ooh, I'm going to get into, like, Eastern spirituality and kind of explore that because, you know, I'm white and I don't have a culture. But then it's like, mm-hmm. I, and it's like people completely forget about, like, Norse, the Norse mm-hmm. pantheon and all that mythology the irish pantheon and like all that mythology and it's it i'm just now connected like connecting with that and i feel like that is more resonating with me at least now than it did in the beginning of my practice yeah yeah and it takes time to like connect to those roots but it's so worth it that's what i've learned oh yeah it's definitely worth it because i whenever i started i didn't really feel connected with my roots and i was like i'm just gonna go plant my roots in somebody else's culture and then i was like i probably shouldn't do that (laughs) not okay Mm -hmm. and so i was you know uh, recently I've been exploring like the Welsh culture and um, all that like all their spiritual beliefs and practices and it's actually really like rich with culture and it's crazy to me because I never like I'm that thought never crossed my mind of like white people do have culture too Mm-hmm. yeah I feel like that's also like a byproduct of living in america where i was just about to say that (laughs) (laughs) where uh, most of like the predominant cultures that are pushed are more of the like quote-unquote exotic cultures Mm -hmm. and you know usually like the white cultures are kind of like pushed down and ignored yeah i was just about to say that and i feel like this is 
I don't want to say it's kind of maybe controversial because we think a lot about how black people have like we've lost our culture because of slavery obviously like we we lost our African heritage and our connection to the motherland and all of that but I also feel like a lot of white people who who immigrated to this country like they lost a lot of that too like you guys have just been lumped into this category of like white and most white people don't know what kind of white they are yeah and so we're all kind of in that same boat where it's like we're figuring it out like we're connecting to our roots and we all have to go through that process oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. I'm, like i'm very much glad for my friend that start because i've been thinking about this for like months now ever since i had that conversation with him about like cultural appropriation and how like you know as white people we should be conscious of like what we're doing especially whenever mm-hmm. it comes to spirituality because you don't want to be you don't want to be known as that girl that is cultural appropriating from something that you obviously don't know anything about yeah but of course like if you do your research like go for it girl you know mm-hmm. i'm all for like connecting with different spiritualities and different paths yep i love it so I think that's all that I have coming to mind for this episode. But let me know. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about? Um, No, I think we covered all the bases. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode of Tea at the Crossroads with Kimberly and Courtney. And we'll see you next time. Thank you guys so much for joining us on episode four of our podcast. Y'all are amazing for keeping coming back each week and listening. I am obsessed with y'all. I'm obsessed with this podcast. It is was such a great idea. Um, y'all can find us anywhere, uh, anywhere that y'all listen to podcasts. Um, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Um, all the other good stuff Uh, we are using the Anchor app so it's also a lot easier for y'all to find us on here Um, but yeah thank y'all for coming back please make sure y'all leave a rate and review Um, it does help and it also gives us feedback on what y'all would like to see in here and just let us create more content for y'all um I will see you guys next time.